There was literally a battle of good and evil going on in my head at this time, and I could feel it in my heart, in my chest, in my body. I was not rejoicing in every day. I was dreading every day. I would wonder how I was going to get through that day with the kids and the everyday life. And this was really difficult because I'm not normally like this. And I do believe that every day is a gift. And I am so grateful for my beautiful family. And I felt like my my body was in a prison. prison. That Sober Guy podcast contains adult content, merciless truth, and emotional nudity. Listener discretion is advised. Broadcasting from the west coast of the Golden State, the nation's most straightforward recovery talk show, That Sober Guy podcast, helping to keep your brain sharp and your blood clean. And now, Shane Raymer. What's up? Welcome to the show tonight. We have a special guest joining us. The Jess is back. What's up, The Jess? How are you? Doing great. That's it? That's all we get? Doing great? I'm making sure that my post just made it on Facebook, so oh, I'm got a little it. distracted at the moment. You, are, you haven't been on the show in months, probably longer than months. I think it's been over a year because I think the last time we did an episode was at the old house. We haven't done no, it. Did we do true. an episode here? Yes. Yeah, what was it? No. It was um, it was just about life. Life, bro. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, we definitely did one here. So, f- for those of you who don't know, the Jess and I are married. There was a listener named Heather who recommended, who left me actually a really nice note on uh, on the Facebook page. You kind of relayed that to uh, to me, and then she wrote you back, and she had said that she really enjoyed the episode that that we had did together, and she wanted to hear. Um, you know, she thought it'd be a good idea if you came back on the show again. So Heather, thank you for that. Yes. Thank you for that encouragement. All right. So tonight we're going to discuss depression and we're going to discuss faith. We're going to discuss some recovery. We're going to talk about marriage relationships and recovery as well, just in general. First, a word from our sponsor. Sober Nation is the largest online recovery community and treatment resource center. They provide treatment resources to those struggling with addiction, as well as to family members who were caught in the crossfire. On top of that, Sober Nation is a huge community of good people who share their experience with each other. They have informative content, recovery and addiction news, as well as an entire clothing line, which helps expand the culture of recovery. They can be found at www.sobernation.com. Once again, that's sobernation.com. Check it out. Let's go over a couple of things. You can leave us a rating on iTunes. Go to iTunes. That's the best way to support the show. You can subscribe to the podcast there. Uh, You can donate through PayPal. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Don't forget to check out also the Sunday morning live online meetings at 8 a.m. Pacific time. Go to thatsoberguy.com. Click on the click on the live meetings tab and register for the next meeting. It's free. It's cool. There's lots of good people that join in from all over the country, all over the world. It's a good little bridge to kind of bridge that gap, especially if you're early in your recovery and you're maybe a little bit ahead, a little bit hesitant with AA or NA or some of the bigger organizations. I highly recommend checking those out and uh, and and getting to know some people within those. But if that's something that is prohibiting you from staying sober or working a recovery program, uh, that sober guy. Meetings is a good way to help bridge that gap. So check that out. Uh, Be sure to check out some of our family of podcasts on the Sober Nation Network. You got the Share Podcast with my homie O. You got the Recovery Elevator with good homie Paul Churchill. And also Gabriel Miller has the WWA podcast, Wrestling with Addiction. You can check us all out on the Sober Nation Network. Also, too, we, we're, we're going to do more of the sober panel meetings. We're in the process right now of setting the next one up. It looks like it's going to be sometime in late December, early January. Go to the websites. You can go to any of our websites. Click on the send. There's a send voicemail button on there, and you can leave a message on the on any of our websites. And uh, you can ask a question. You can leave a comment. Um, anything you want, you can tell me to fuck off. That'd be great. If somebody would do that, I would really love that. If you just, just call and just say, just say it, I'm not going to repeat it, just say it. And then we'll play it on the upcoming episode, but your questions, anything on there, we'd love to hear it. 
And uh, it's really easy to do. You can check that out on any of the websites once again. I've had a lot of great emails lately. I haven't really went over um, any of them in a minute. So my apologies for that. But I definitely want to uh, want to read some of these, answer some questions with, with Jess here, and um, and give you guys some love out there for listening to the show and supporting the show. I greatly appreciate it. Um, so first one comes from Kathy. And uh, Kathy says, I was just on my way to pick up some wine. Relapse. I got your email about the about the meeting, which was a sober guy Sunday morning meeting that I sent out. And I did an about face. Thank you. Thank you. God shot. Love, Kathy. Kathy, I, I remember getting that email a little bit later on that Sunday and I showed Jess and uh, we were both like, dude, that's just just awesome. So next one comes from Blair. This says, I really enjoy your podcast. Jess, this is a good one for you to kind of chime in on. This is um, from Blair once again. Telling me I should pay attention. Yeah, pay attention. (laughs) I have never had an addiction, but really try to understand it. I had some very close friends who struggled. Some survived and some did not. Most recently, my boyfriend relapsed. He has been clean from the drugs he used to do when he went to a 30-day rehab about three years ago, but now I think he's using downers like Oxycontin. He denies it. Doesn't think he needs help, realizes he has an addictive personality. In one of your podcasts, you mentioned the behavior is the disease, not the substance. I'm pretty sure I can't do anything until he wants to help himself, but do you have any advice on how to talk to him without him shutting down? His family and friends also notice behaviors that point to the pills. I really appreciate the time and hope to hear from you, Blair. Blair, I know I did write some stuff back to you. I know this email um, was, was from a few weeks back. Jess, what do you think about that? I understand what it is to have people that, you know, you want to help or save or like, you know, you want them to get sober and there's nothing you can do. There really isn't. There's nothing you can do. I mean, they're going to do it in their own time, at their own pace. You know, God also has a plan for them. You know, it's all part of, it's all part of it. Um, I guess. I, don't, I know it's tough. Yeah. You just. I mean, you're, I think love you're right. them, you know, love them. And, you know, um, someone said to me once, which was, has helped me so much is speak to their heart. Do not, don't, don't speak to their wounds, speak to their heart. And I found that really, really helpful because, you know, a lot of the times you want to be like accusatory and, you know, telling them like, why are you doing this? And And look at you and look at this and look at that, you know? but you're speaking to their wounds. Like they already know that about themselves. You know, they're already aware of that. So um, maybe speaking to their heart, you know, kindness kind of thing. And love, like you said, I think right. that's huge. Get and it's hard to do a little bit better. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Blair. Hang in there. I hope, um, like I said, this a couple of weeks ago, hopefully some things have, um, have eased up on you and maybe you've gotten some insight since then, but uh, best to you. Uh, this next one comes from Janet. It says, I'm in recovery. My daughter won't talk to me at all. Any suggestions? I would say <clears throat> actions speak louder than words. So just yeah. keep it up. You know, like a lot of people have been hurt. You know, a lot of people can get, can have been hurt by, you know, an alcoholic's actions when they were drinking and using and stuff. And, you know, that it hurts deep, you know, and it's probably going to hurt for a while. And, you know, you, you I hate to say that you have something to prove, but, you might have a lot to prove, you know, to this person, to your daughter, you know, and she she wants to see see results. You know, she doesn't want to hear what you're going to be doing and, oh, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. She wants to see it. Yeah, I like that action, speak louder than words. Um, it is true. And it and I think on, on top of that, it just takes time. Mm-hmm. Time is, um, you know, time is something that, that can heal a lot of things and just got to be patient, hang in there. Um, mm-hmm. And when the time is right, it will work itself out in a mm-hmm. sense. Uh, this next one comes from Jason. It says, good morning. I'm writing this message for a few reasons. I wanted to say thank you for your podcast. I started listening yesterday on my second sober day and you've been inspiring to me. I've started my road to recovery after an incident this weekend with my wife and kids. I've known I had a drinking problem since I was 20. Um, now I'm in my thirties. I finally reached a point where I've had it. I'm high. I'm, I am a highly functioning alcoholic I'm also currently a resident doctor. However, my drinking continues to escalate. I could feel myself losing control. On Friday night, we got in an argument. I had way too much to drink, didn't want to put our kids to bed. 
She was mad at me, and we ended up in a shoving match, standing over our kids in bed while they were or mm. standing over our kids' bed while they were crying at us to stop. Mm. That was my wake-up call, rock bottom for me. I knew I needed to stop. The funny thing is, when I mentioned it to her, she didn't really seem to think I had much of a problem. Her mother died from a heroin overdose, and I'm not sure if she just didn't want to admit that I have a problem. I'm planning on starting a blog to help communicate with other addicts, which is awesome, by the way. Uh, I'm listening to your podcast and reading a lot. Do you have any other recommendations for me to get started with this? I'm very excited about stopping, but really disappointed. It had to be so hurtful to look for help. Thanks again, Jason. That was a tough one. Mm. I remember, I remember, um, you know, this came in a couple weeks ago too, and bringing me back to being a kid and going through those domestic disputes at home. Um, you know, I really grew up with a lot of those same instances uh, that you just described, Jason. And um, you know, and not not to tell you this to, you know, to uh, to to beat you up or anything over it, but kids remember that shit, you know, and I I know that I've remembered those things. The good news is, is that, you know, you, you made a decision and that you've had it with it and that you're going to make some changes. And that's, that's the best thing about it. And things like this happen, you know, none of us are perfect. And, Mm -hmm. um, just, you know, you and you and I have gotten into some Mm -hmm. arguments and stuff in front of the kids and it's just not, you know, it sucks. It really does suck. Mm -hmm. Um, any thoughts on this? Well, there were three things actually that kind of, you know, resonated with me or whatever. One, you know, that he was a doctor and, you know, that just proves that this, that, you know, it is not, um, you know, this disease is not a picky one, I guess, or however. It doesn't discriminate. Yes, exactly. And, um, you know, it could be anybody, you know, you don't have to be some bum laying on the street, you know, and that's how serious this is, you know, like. Um, that and then also when he said that you know she doesn't want to admit that he has a problem his mom her mom died of a heroin overdose she probably doesn't want to relive that again you know she might be in a little bit of denial which is scary you know because i mean geez so you just gotta you know he's just gotta do what's right for him and realize that this is what he needs and that in the long run it's going to take a long time and a lot of counseling and effort in everybody's part but it will get better and um, what I was really glad to hear was that when he said at the end that he's excited about yeah. getting sober, like, I know what that feels like, just not to get sober, but excited about something, a change, you know, knowing you need it and being excited about it. That's good. Yeah, I agree. And I think, uh, I think too, the other thing, the other, all, all valid points, by the way, I, I really like the last part about the excitement of it. That's yeah. um, that feeling of just like, cause you want it, you know, when you're excited about mm-hmm. it, you want it. And it's mm-hmm. not to say it's going to come easy. It's going to yeah. take a lot of work, but um, you know, at least that, that feeling of like, damn, I want this. This yeah. is important to me. Yeah. Is there the other part of it too? And I think I had mentioned this in the email back to Jason uh, was about the blog. Um, you know, something no matter what somebody's going through writing and mm. um, you know, it's, it's such a great, I've talked about this quite a few times. It's such a great form of therapy. Um, you know, if you have a way to to start a blog or a journal or something, um, just get after it, start writing. Mm. You know um, I know a lot of people use WordPress just to throw one out there real quick for people who may, may be thinking about this WordPress is free and you start, you know, you can start blogging that day. And uh, it will grow just like this show has grown. Mm, You know what I mean? It started and it's just, it's grown a little bit each day. So good luck with that. And, um, and thanks for supporting the show. Thanks for writing in Jason. Uh, This next one, next one comes from Ryan, which has got a couple more here. Um, Ryan says, just wanted to thank you for your podcast. I've been dealing with alcoholism for two years. Your story in episode one rings so true to me. I need to go back and listen to episode one mm. because I have not listened to that since it was recorded over a year and a half ago. What do a so lot of people comment on it? I, a lot of people download number the f- very first episode. Oh. It's one of the most downloaded episodes, I think. And um, yeah, I thought that was interesting too. So I need to go back and, and revisit that. Um, I, I think actually I'm kind of scared too, to be mm. honest. Then you should. <laughs> yeah, I I think I am a bit because even more so than you should. Yeah. Anyways, I woke up this morning. My wife was really upset with me. I had no clue why because I drank until I passed out and mm. and I don't remember any of it. We also have a social life that revolves around alcohol. I mm. pretty much drink every day, 
the, the days I don't drink, I feel amazing and I, and I wake up feeling amazing. Mm-hmm. Most days I cannot keep myself from stopping by the gas station, picking up a six pack and three 20 ounce Millers. The next morning I feel awful and pledge not to do it again. Mm-hmm. Boy, does that sound familiar? Mm-hmm. By 11 a.m., thinking about drinking. This has affected my relationships and my family. I'm starting to be. I'm starting today to become sober. I'm going to start my days with your podcast for motivation and devotion. Yeah, a lot of that sounds familiar. Yeah, that over and over. I'm not going to drink today. Mm-hmm. I don't want to drink today. Remember going out all the time. I remember going out mm-hmm. so many times and being like, I don't want to drink tonight. Yeah, but we just or you just couldn't even catch a buzz anymore because you were like, I don't know yeah. what. <laughs> yeah, drink too much. Yep. Yeah, it's um, a rough one. I think that he that he, he he needs to look at, you know, why? Why is he continuing to go back to the drinking? Because it sounds like you want to stop, you know, like you're really trying. There's something in you that knows this is no good. But why is it? What is making you go back to drinking? You know, is it stress? Is it work? Or is it whatever it is? But, you know, maybe trying a different outlet, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I think too, you get stuck in that habit. You know, we were in that habit for a long time, just that pocket of that's just what we did. Oh yeah. And then, you know, the social drinking, like he said, like everywhere we go, everything we do was revolved around drinking and there was really no substance to anything. And, you know, you don't realize that until you're out of it and you're actually like doing stuff of substance and talking to people and having actual conversations and feelings with people that don't, you know have to do with alcohol like oh he's just saying that because you know he's drunk or whatever yeah you know you actually have to take yourself out of those environments yes you do you have to make a lot of changes and it doesn't happen overnight Mm -hmm. um you know it happens with some some recovery some therapy um you know changing friends which is a tough thing sometimes Mm -hmm. um you know maybe like joining different groups you know different kind of i don't know putting yourself out there yeah yeah, well, always being active too. I mean, that's always one that is, um, and and I don't want to make that confusing with the with the mental exercise because there's a lot of that that goes on, um, probably more than the physical. But the physical, less whether it's running or walking or lifting weights or jazzercise, <laughs> something like that, um, <laughs> whatever it may be, you know. And and two, you said you feel amazing when you don't drink, you know try really hard to remember that feeling i know it's a it's hard to you know that willpower and stuff will get you but or that you know but um you know just try to remember that feeling that you have when you don't drink and because it is amazing you know ryan thank thanks for uh thanks for that ryan much appreciated man i hope all is well with you uh keep in touch definitely as everybody always say that keep in touch uh we got one more for you this one comes from bill and uh, I want to give a special thanks to Bill. Um, you know, I don't know, the the last episode that was just put out before this one uh, was called Jesus is My Homeboy. And I struggled for quite a while debating whether or not to to put an episode like that out. Um, and not, not just with the podcast struggling, but in my personal life as well. Um, so I was actually talking to O. I was in the hotel room. I was talking to O from from the Share podcast. Him and I talk often, um, and uh, you know, I was throwing some things off of him, bouncing some things off of him. He was giving me some good advice, man. The, the man's got you know over twelve years of of recovery experience, so he's a really knowledgeable dude. And um, you know, he he was he was helping me, okay. And and some things were starting to make sense. And this episode was coming out the next day. I was kind of having some feelings about it that were unsettling. And uh, I happened to be uh, on the phone with him and I got a, I got an email and I checked my email and it was funny because just a couple minutes before that, I was kind of questioning to God, like, is this the right thing to do? What am I doing? And I felt like this, this kind of correlated is that all of a sudden I get a donation for, for a hundred dollars from Bill and it's not about the money you know, it's not about the money. I I'm greatly appreciative towards that. We bought some stickers with it for the show and we'll get into that later, um, which is cool. Um, but it's just about the sign of the gift, you know, of giving, um, of giving back. And then that sign of, you know, that kind of told me like, damn, yeah, you are doing the right thing. Like, look at this, man. Someone is, is taking their time and they're giving, um, you know, the show this, 
nice little gift of a hundred dollars and some feedback on the show. And it was just pretty awesome. So, um, Bill, I want to, I want to thank you again. Um, you know, it says, I, I meant to send you a note cause I wanted to thank you for what you're doing for others. I just recently decided to seek help and get sober. Fortunately, no legal issues, but clearly alcohol abuse. And I am an alcoholic. I'm in counseling and I'm going to my first AA meeting this weekend. I've only been sober 11 days, but your podcast is the reason I have been sober for 11 days. I probably haven't been sober for 11 straight days in over 20 years. That's crazy to me, man. So that's that's so awesome, Bill. Uh, super proud of you, bro. Even though I uh, don't really know you, but connections like this happen when, when we put ourselves out there. So excuse me, he finishes up. Says thanks for what you're doing on the podcast, and just know that you're touching lives and making a difference and helping others. Even a guy like me, all the way out in Nebraska. Regards, Bill. Thank you, sir. So the Jess, what are you doing over there? You spacing out? No, I'm here. <laughs> the Shane has uh, wanted me to get back on the show for a yes. couple months or however long. I don't think it's been a year, but for a couple months now, and um, I've been pretty hesitant. I was going through uh, a really hard time in my life, and I my depression and anxiety hit me really, really hard in the last few months. Uh, around August or so, um, you know, and I'm probably going to get emotional. I might even cry. It's <laughs> all right. Crying's good. But it is good. But just, you know, bear with me. And uh, he has been wanting me to get on the show. I know for a couple of reasons. I know he wants to, you know, me to share, which is important, you know, to share and kind of get it out there and stuff. But also, you know, he knows that, um, you know, it's it's good for you guys to hear too. And it's also a taboo subject, I feel like, you know, like this, you know, alcoholism and being an alcoholic and everything. It's just so taboo. Nobody talks about it like, oh, are you, how are you doing? And, you know, how, how was, how was rehab? And, you know, it's always this weird thing. Or, or just nobody says anything and just acts like it's yes. nothing. Yes. Um, it's exactly the same thing with depression and anxiety. And also the alcoholics, you know, they, 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 hide from it you know they don't want to yeah. talk about it you know it's the same thing with depression and anxiety like it's um hard to talk about you know you don't want people to think differently of you like um you know it's just a taboo subject you know people know you're depressed or you, you if you speak openly about it it's like oh, you know you're fine you just you know you just had a baby or, you know, your, your hormones are going crazy or whatever it is. And that just might be it too. I don't know, but you know, sometimes it's nice to hear someone on a podcast or in a book or in person talking to you, um, and, and validifying your, you know, statements and saying, oh yeah, you know, I've, I've dealt with that or yeah, I've, I've been there, you know, Okay, so anyway, he wanted me to come on and talk about my depression and anxiety. Well, it's really hard for me to just talk about. So I decided that I was going to read something from a journal that I wrote because writing is a form of therapy. I will vouch to that. And um, it's just easier for me to read it. Otherwise, it'll be a blubbery mess and I still might be. So anyway, I'll try to make it not boring. Um, this was on September 9th um this year so just a couple months ago and um i i titled it to those who know because only those who know know what i'm talking about uh today i felt complete today i feel complete i'm thankful that i can serve god in a positive way today i feel content happy light unfazed ready and able 10 to 15 days ago i felt none of this I was locked in my head and in my body. I was anxious, uncertain, unable, worried, sad, crying, guilty for everything. Every decision weighed so heavy. I was getting sicker by the day, and I was depressed. I can write about it now because I do not feel that way today. At the time, I had no, vo no motivation, no inspiration, I was alone in the way I felt, 
and nobody could understand what was going on and what was happening to me. Um, Luckily, I was able to acknowledge that I needed help, and I saw a few doctors, and I tried a natural kind of holistic approach. Um, But, you know, at that time, I just, um, they were telling me that it was going to take like, you know, five to eight weeks for something to happen, and maybe it would happen. And to be honest, um, I was afraid that this depression was going to kill me slowly if I didn't get the help that I needed. So after trying that holistic route and um, also seeing a counselor, which was very helpful, I decided that um, the medication uh, needed to play a part in my life at this time. And of course, I went through the long list of what if and the side effects and, you know, totally just, just resisting the medication. And my counselor said to me one day, what would, you know, because I, I kept telling it like, what, what's going to happen if I take, what, you know, what, 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 if, what if, what if, and um, she rang, you know, something true in my head that, um, you know, what might happen if you don't take the medicine. Um, so I was not rejoicing in every day. I was dreading every day. I would wonder how I was going to get through that day with the kids and the everyday life. And this was really difficult because I'm not normally like this. And I do believe that every day is a gift. And I am so grateful for my beautiful family. And I felt like my my body was in a prison. And there were so many wonderful things going on around me and my family were, they were just, Lucy was starting kindergarten and Shane was accomplishing all these wonderful things in his job and his podcast. And I just couldn't rejoice in any of it. I just was locked in my head and I was watching them and watching it all happen. And I just felt like I couldn't be part of it. And it was this struggle every day. I would wake up in the morning and just think, you know, oh, it's another day, you know, okay, I, it's, it's, you know, seven o'clock in the morning and I'm got to push through till 7 p.m. You know, it was really, really difficult. So one day Shane's mom invited us to church on a Saturday night and I had just gotten off of work and I knew I had to go and I really, all my options were exhausted at this point. And I knew that I wanted to go and I knew it was something that, you know, I needed. What church was it? It was at the father's house in Vacaville. Um, so I really had no idea um, that it was the one thing that gave me exactly what I needed. So when we got there, I was um, I was super down that day and or that night and I was feeling really negative and judgmental about the church. And what was going on, they were having baptism night and, you know, they had this big, huge tank and they were dunking people and, you know, and, and they were baptized and saved and all this. And I was just like, completely like, what is happening right now? You know? And I was totally not into it. And, um, you know, but God had a plan and, um, then the music started, you know, the worship music and, you know, it was loud and, it was crazy and all these people were standing up and, you know, their arms were up in the air and everybody was praising Jesus and all this. And I'm just looking around like, what is going on? This is not what I needed. And they were happy. And they were so happy that, you know, <laughs> like I was like, this yeah. is weird, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nobody could be that happy. Nobody There's could no be, way. Yeah. No. Like this. Yeah. What, what are they, what's going on? What are they on? You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, they were on Jesus is what they were on. <laughs> And now yeah. I get it, but okay. So anyway, um, so then Pastor Dave started talking, and um, that is when um, God started just speaking to me, and He weighed so heavy on my heart, and He started fighting my battle for me, and um, there was literally a battle of good and evil going on in my head at this time, and I could feel it in my heart, in my chest, in my body. And um, they were, you know, 
the devil wanted to keep me where I was, you know, just in this dark, depressed, anxiety-ridden, um, bitter world, you know, mm-hmm. where nothing was getting better. And Jesus was pulling me to him and telling me to step out, you know, of my box and speak up and tell them that you want to get baptized, you know, but there was nothing. I just, I couldn't act on it. You know, the, the, the devil, he's just, he's so strong, you know, he's just so strong, but Jesus is stronger. And he was just begging me to, you know, accept his love. And he was telling me, literally telling me in my head, I am the only one who can and will help you. And, um, he was he was begging me for to accept his love and it was it was truly amazing and finally um you know there were all these opportunities uh, you know pastor dave you know if you want to get baptized come on up if you want to do this I mean, how many people blah, blah, blah. and and you know i wanted to so bad and i mean i was i was crying and weeping and it was it was crazy it was crazy and um at the very end shane just turned to me and just said do you want to get baptized and I just said yes, and it was the best yes that I've ever said. I think maybe in my life. Well, no, second best. First was when you asked me to marry you. Mm. Oh, hey, point. <laughs> <laughs> nice one. <laughs> second best, yes. Um, I would say that would be. It was. It should be the first. It was my first. It was. It was my first. Yes. And um, no, no, no. I'm saying that you're no, I, Jesus. Jesus be yes, the first my yes. Jesus. Yes, was but my thank first you for that. Yes, you're welcome. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> um. So um. So I went up and I got baptized, and um, it was truly a moment that Jesus had given me, and um, you know, He waited for me, and um, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. I literally could not believe it. Like, seriously, when I say that, folks out there listening, I could not believe it. Like, this girl was, um, you had no, this is like night and day. I don't know how else to describe it from, and not that you didn't believe in God ever. I don't yeah. think that it wasn't that you just didn't believe in God, yeah. but um, there's a lot of history there of just not not wanting, not having, no desire to have any relationship with with God or Jesus mm. or a higher power. Well, that's or, not really true. I always desired it. Like I, you know, I, I was interested, you know, okay. and I believed, but I didn't get it because I didn't have it, you know, and I didn't know how to get it. And, and it was all very weird to me, you know? It was, yeah. So okay. I see what you're that's, saying. Yes. It was very weird to me. Like I would hear Jesus music, you know, is what I yeah. used to call it, like worship music. And I'd be like, oh, cool. Like who listens to that? Like, yeah. you know, Jesus is saving me. Oh, and it was very weird, you know, and um, and yeah, going to the Father's house and seeing people praising Jesus and all this, I'm like with their hands up, and well, I, you, it was so. Do strange. you remember we we went years ago, yes. even before we had Lucy, we yes. went to the Father's house, yes. and, and and we were both. It wasn't a bad experience, um, but it we just like I I can't remember who I was telling. I was just like we just weren't ready. I was completely uncomfortable. You're just uncomfortable. I was uncomfortable. Yeah. We just weren't ready. We just we weren't, weren't ready. in that time yet, you know? You know, um, we weren't ready, but you know what? He waits yeah. and he's so patient and he just waits. And, you know, and that's what I keep thinking about too. Like he just waited for me, you know, through everything, all my BS and everything, you know, he just waited yeah. for me. And then when I was ready for him, he opened arm to me, just like, like, like he had just said, come to me. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it was just, he's so good. So anyway, um, yeah, so I did it. So I I got baptized. I surrendered everything. I just threw my hands up. I knew there was nothing else I could do. And that's kind of where he takes you, you know, to this place where there's nothing more, you know, he kind of, it, it just, it, and you, you have to surrender everything. And so that's what happened. And, um, you know, I could really get into it and stuff, but I won't do that because this is not a Jesus podcast. This is a sober guy podcast. <laughs> no, that's you know, I that and that's that's part of the that's part of the struggle that that I've been mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. taking on or or trying to figure out lately. It is. It's a recovery podcast, but mm-hmm. you know, recovery is based. Um, the foundation of recovery is based on having a power greater than ourselves mm-hmm. to help keep us sober, to mm-hmm. keep us sane, to keep us. Um, on a level 
plane, I guess, you know? So yeah, Yeah, well, it, it goes hand in hand, I guess uh, is what I'm getting at. And again, you know, the parallel between the alcoholism and the depression, like, um, it's the same thing for me is that he keeps me sane. He keeps me level headed. He lets me give him all of my burden, you know, and just hand it to him and he will, he will take it, you know, and he will, he will fight my battles and he will protect me, you know, and it's, it's truly amazing. And it's, it's so peaceful to just have this freedom. You just feel free, you know, and he gives that to you. Um, and, um, you know, that's what I've been experiencing since that amazing day. Actually, no, that's not true. After I got baptized, um, there were, you know, I don't know, a couple days or so. Then I entered a small group. Um, it was another thing. He just kept pouring people into me and just into my life and um, places and things that, you know, were, were Jesus-like and and, what you know, about the 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 butterfly earrings? Yeah, tell that story. He, he that literally was crazy. like sent an angel to my work. Like I'm I'm at work. I was kind of struggling with my faith that day. It was very new and to me, and I was I was still in this like fog, um, like this transition almost, you know. Um, and uh, he. You know, the, the girls came to me. I had some time at work and they're, oh, you know, someone's at front. They they need, you know, this guy. He needs his hair done, whatever. Okay. You know, and I was kind of like, rah, 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 rah. and, um, you know, I walk up and he's like this, like, like kind of Filipino guy. Right. And I'm just like, um, I'm like, oh, hi. You know, he's very nice. And he's like, oh, hi, you know, and, and, you know, this and that. Well, he ends up getting a haircut and a color and um, all my 10 years of doing hair, I swear to you, no one has ever asked me about religion, if I'm religious, if I go to church, what religion, nothing. He sits in my chair and we're talking about something and out of nowhere, he just says, um, uh, do you go to church? And I said, yes, <laughs> you know, and, um, oh, where do you go? I go to the father's house. Oh, okay. I go here, you know, blah, 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 this and that. He starts just praising Jesus in my chair and, um, you know, quietly and discreet, you know, not like all, you know, crazy, but, um, just like praising Jesus and, and talking about how good he is and this and that. And, um, normally like in my lifetime before I would never, I would be like, who, okay, who's the kook? You know what I mean? Like what's going on? Like, who's this guy? Like, this is weird to me. Yeah. Um, but this, you know, I heard him with my, with different ears, you know? And um, I couldn't believe that Jesus had sent him to me at this time when I needed him the most, you know, and I, I couldn't believe it. Like, literally, I was like, this is not happening. Um, and then he, you know, starts telling me about his testimony and how he got saved and all of this, blah, 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 blah. And um, what, I told... What, what, tell, talk okay, about what his yes, testimony was yes, real quick, because so, that was a big part of the story, yes, I thought, too. Okay, yeah. So his testimony was that he was a um, a drug traf- a drug trafficker, right? Uh-huh. In, um, in um, where was it? By Florida? Cuba? Or, uh, yeah, I don't, Cuba. I'm not, yeah, I don't quite remember. Out by, in Florida, because he Florida, lived in Florida, yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And, in um, the 80s, right? A big yeah, time cocaine 80s, yeah. trafficking and yes, that kind of stuff. Yes, for sure, right. And um, he was super into cocaine and, you know, all these drugs and everything. And he would party and, you know, and do whatever he did for the cartel. I don't know, whoever. Anyway, drug runner guy. And um, he uh, he he had gotten to the end of his deal and he just couldn't take it anymore. And he um, he had some friends from where he was originally from who were reli- were, you know, spiritual and they tried to help him. All often, and they would send him packages of like you know Bibles and clothes and this and that and blah blah blah, and he would just you know toss it to the side. Well, he had gotten a package at one point, and it had a Bible in it, and so he was going through it because he thought it was like you know his next shipment of drugs and this and that. He was going through it and he was looking, couldn't find anything through the Bible, you know wherever blah 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 this and that. Well, a few days after that, he decides that he wants to go on this binge. And, um, he's, he's over it. He's done with life. He's over it. And he locks himself in his room with tons of alcohol and this big old thing of Jack Daniels or something. And, um, he unplugs his phone. I mean, literally makes it so that he has no contact whatsoever with anyone. And, um, at this point it's like day two or three or something. He's like going through, he's like having seizures and just all these horrible things are happening to him. 
and he's he falls to the floor and within eye level on the floor is um the bible and um he he crawls over to it and it was open to um psalms 90 I'm, I, you got me yeah I'm not sorry sure, but sorry i'm sure it was something good it was it was real good and um anyway that changed his life and he um you know, just right there, just bam, you know, and that's how it happens. You know, I mean, it's kind of like, again, like, you know, getting sober, like you're, you're either ready or you're not, you know, and uh, you got to go through certain things, you know, you got to live the life that Jesus has provided and is, is having you live before you get that salvation, you know? So, uh, so anyways, he, so so, he's in your chair and, okay. So he's in my chair and um he you know he he's 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 like prophesizing all of these things on me like he he's tells me that you know I feel like is, is someone in your family you know someone your husband or something depressed or just feeling you know down or whatever and I said well that's actually me I am you know and um I said that's actually what brought me to church in the first place and he said um oh my goodness oh my gosh he is telling me, you know, that um, that you are, you know, you are being healed, not you're going to be healed. You're being healed right now, and this and that. And he said that he, you know, he sees me on this, on this, um, on the swing, and Jesus is pushing me, and he's telling me that I love you, I love you, and all of these things again. Like you kind of listen, and you're like, okay, you know, what the heck? But um, for me, it was it was absolutely Jesus sending him to me and talking to me, and this and and telling me like. I am doing this for you. Like, it's like my God knew me in a way that he knew that I needed a tangible evidence of him, you know, like something where he's, you know, he doesn't even have to prove himself to me, but he did, you know, and it was just, it was amazing. Anyhow, um, you know, after all of this and, you know, he leaves and he was, it was really, that was enough for me. You know, I was just very like, whoa, you know, I had to go into the bathroom and just kind of be like, (laughs) what just happened? So I come out, it's like 20 minutes later, and um, they're like, uh, oh, there's a robber up front for you, you know, and I'm like, oh, okay, and it was the same guy. So I, I go up there, I thought maybe you forgot something, I, you know, hey, what's going on? And he said, um, he kind of pulls me aside and he said, listen, I was going down the street and I was praying for your for you and your family and God told me to go into this boutique here down the street and he just led me right to these and he pulls out this little red velvet box and he said, um, he just, he, he led me right to these and he pulls it out. And I said, oh my, what the, I said, what the, oh my gosh. And he said, no, 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 these are not from me. These are from him, right? And it's still closed. And he said, these are from him. And he wants me to tell you that you are free and that you have wings now and you can fly and you're free and you're free from your cocoon and you are a beautiful butterfly and you know you're free to to do you know whatever and he opens up the the little box and it's these earrings and they're like these little dangly earrings of two monarch butterfly wings like legit like real <laughs> butterfly wings that are like molded into this plastic stuff huh. and um i just couldn't believe it i could not believe that First of all, that this was happening and that second of all, that I was receiving it, you know, because like I said before, I would have been like, okay. And I would have gone back and been like, you guys, this guy just brought me earrings and said they're from Jesus. Okay. Um, (laughs) But um, I was receiving it and I was so grateful for it. And I just praised Jesus again in the bathroom because I was hiding from my faith. But um, I just (laughs) praised him and he is so good and so faithful, you know, and, and he will, he will always like provide and protect. And it was just, it was amazing. You know, so there was a few instances like that where he, he's just, just filling me with, with everything that he has to offer. And, um, you know, with that, you get this peace, you know, just knowing that he's there and he'll never stop loving you, you know, like he'll never leave you. He'll never leave you stranded. He'll push you to do things that are completely out of your comfort zone, but you know that it's him telling you. So you feel super confident in doing it because you just know that like he'll be there for you. You know, he would never leave you, lead you off into a stray path, you know. 
And so um, ever since, uh, yeah, he's entered my life, my depression and anxiety, you know, I still, I still get little, you know, bouts of depression and anxiety. I still get, you know, angry sometimes. I get stressed out. Um, but man, dealing with it is so different, you know? When it, you try, you tried many different things too. You tried diets and yeah. and medication yeah. and exercise and um and not to say that that some of those didn't work for short periods of time. Yeah. I think they did, but um yeah. nothing has changed you uh in the last, you know, three mm. three months. The tra- the change has been absolutely amazing and mm. um really unbelievable in the last in the last three months. It really has. It's like nothing I've seen before. And I'm really proud of you. Thank and you. I love you. Thank you. Get all, all mushy. Glory goes to him. Yes. Yeah. So talk talk a little bit. Well, I didn't mean to cut you off. Were you finished there? Or did you want to keep I going? I could on keep that? going, but well, no, you go, go ahead. no, no, I'm kidding. Go I ahead. was just gonna have you get into a little bit about um some of the things that you're doing today, uh like the small group, um, you know, some of the some of the things you're reading, some of the podcasts you're listening to. Um, I'm just trying to provide some tools out there to kind of add to this for maybe some of the listeners who, who may be connecting right now and feeling like, man, you know, that this is something they could relate to. Like once, once that process of kind of the, it's almost like a shock, right? Yeah. Like that first couple of months, yeah. um, it's the same way getting sober. It was the same way for me. And it's funny how you just brought up the other day about how like God has kind of put us together and we were both on different paths at different times. Mm-hmm. And now He's kind of put us together, I feel like, as one, and we've both gone through these like experiences, mm-hmm. and they were very different, but they were very similar at the mm-hmm. same time. So um, back to my point, what are some of the things that you're doing these days, um, you know, with the with the small group? And Well, I mean, uh, everything that I'm doing is faith-based, so I mean, it might, I don't know that, you know, like everyone is going to be on board, but... Um, that's okay. I mean, they, they it, all, all it takes is one little thing. So it, nobody has to be all the way on board. And yeah. I want to make well, that very clear. Well, one thing that I do often or when I can is, um, you know, journal. So that's huge. That's mm-hmm. huge. You know, and, and like I mean, there's been times that I've opened up the journal and just like been like, I don't even know what to write. And I write that, you know, and then you just write exactly what's on your head and then, and then you just start spilling, you know, and then you're like, whoa, where did that even come from? Well, part of that I think comes too from when you're opened up to your higher power, to your, your God, to Jesus, whatever it is for you, when you're opened up to that, truly you learn how to listen to that voice, right? Mm, You learn how to, to take that feeling or those thoughts that before maybe were just thoughts and you wouldn't speak or act on them or intuition or intuition. Yeah. yeah, That, that feeling. And Mm -hmm. and you can actually not just hear it, but you can listen to it now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of what you're alluding to with those thoughts of writing or, or speaking out to somebody. Yeah. You just, yeah. Well, and that's, you know, okay. Yeah. So, so writing and then, um, I'm reading the Bible. (laughs) I mean, I'm, so why do you laugh when you say that? Well, because it's like, you know, because you feel still uncomfortable yeah, about it mm-hmm. and why? Yeah, because I don't, because like, I'm, it, I don't know. I guess there's like a certain, yeah, um, stereotype or, you know, whatever that it's like, I'm reading the Bible, so I'm better than everyone. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. I, I like, like, I mean, I enjoy it. Okay, yeah. so that makes me even better. I, no, I've I'm never kidding. seen you read it. <laughs> yeah. I'm better than you. <laughs> I read the Bible and I have a relationship with Jesus. <laughs> oh, no, funny. I no, I do. I enjoy it because it is um, you know, how we all became and it is how we all should live and it's pretty much, you know, everyone's like, "Oh, there's no manual to life." Well, that that kind of is it. You know what I mean? That can could be your man your your how to of life, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's kind of how I look at it. And like so many instances in life, you read like a certain book and you're like, Oh, you know, well, okay. That totally makes sense. You know? So anyway, I'm reading that, um, which is lovely. And, uh, which was lovely. And, um, I am listening to uh, a lot of worship music, which is actually really great. And, um, I just actually got turned on to, um, a podcast Sorry. called Jesus Culture 
um, which I really like, which is cool. They have like a little bit of just talking, but then they also have like a little preaching on there. So that's been great. And um, what else? (coughs) Sorry, I drank water and it went down the wrong pipe. (laughs) Okay. (coughs) I need a cough button. Um. I don't know. I don't really have anything else to add to that because I was listening to you while I was coughing. Yeah, but. sorry. Um. Yeah. Oh. Oh. And I. Jo- Hello. I joined a small group. Yeah. Uh, and so what it is, it's within the church, and um, they have small groups. You know, so it's a little bit more intimate. And there's about you know I don't know eight people or so. I mean, you might be able to have more, but um, these women have been amazing, and um. You know, we literally like call each other, you know, spirit sisters, spiritual sisters, because spiritual, spiritual, spiritual. (laughs) But we, because it's just the connection that you make with someone on a spiritual level is so different than on a fleshy level, (laughs) you know, like a human level, Um, because you just kind of all understand the same thing. Again, with the parallel of the alcoholics, I feel like, you know, like, yeah. Um, you just get it. You know what I mean? Like you, you talk to another alcoholic and you know, you're like, da da da, da And they're like, oh yeah, totally. And you're like, oh, you do get it. You know, <laughs> like it's, um, it's exactly how it is. Um, when you have a relationship with Jesus, um, and you are around like-minded people, you know, um, I had, uh, it's inspiring. I, I, I had, um, on my Facebook today, uh, we did the blab meeting with, um, with Michael Hilton and Omar. And, um, and there was another girl that I met named Stephanie on there and she had made a a short video today and it was talking just about that. It was like two minutes long, but it was talking about surrounding ourselves with positive people Mm. and the positive influences that, that we're surrounded by help to shape basically our lives and where, you know, where we're headed, um, our attitudes, mm-hmm. all of that stuff. And it's so true when, when you hang around people and, and, you know, and here I go second guessing myself. Cause it's like, I don't want to sound like I'm better than anyone. And mm-hmm. I, that's not what I'm getting at. And if mm-hmm. anyone were to think that that's their own problem, yeah, for sure. I'm just saying when you surround yourself with positivity, um, whether it's faith-based or, or just, just good people in general, you know, that have, um, that have a good, attitude on life and a positive aspect, able to look at the glass half full rather yeah. than half empty. Um, you know, that does something to you and it really, it, it not only does it shape you, but it shapes your family too. Mm-hmm. You know, that environment that you, that you um, yes. are living in. Yes. So th- that's a huge, that's a huge tip right there yeah. you know, to, to anybody yeah. and just to us, to, for anything, us to keep in mind, you know, anything. Is be, hang around people that you want to, <laughs> be like yeah or that you want to be um i don't know what the, i don't know if it's necessarily be like but you know what i'm getting at right Help i me wish out here. i wish i could um remember this um what they actually called it but at the church they are um introducing this women's ministry and it's amazing and it's all about like empowering women and like you know um how to do everything without doing everything you know and um it's very cool and they were saying that um you know it's important to be around uh, people that you want to be like, or you kind of want to like shadow your life on uh, on them, like you like what they're doing, you know, and so you want to be in their streamline. I can't remember what they call it. It was like stream something, but anyway, it's like you know, as if they were a stream, and you were just kind of trick, you know, yeah, like, you know, it was trickling down into you, like you know, where you yeah. could catch a little bit of it. You know what I mean? Like just you know, be around that person, ask that person to lunch, or you know. Um, hey, how did you get started with this? Or what did you do for that? You know what I mean? Like dig into those people, you know, because um Well, the streams make up the river, remember? And that's mm-hmm. what was something that they were talking about, which was cool. Yeah. I yeah. thought, you know, when you start connecting with and the water streams. The water gives you life, you know? Yeah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's totally like some old stoner. But shit. it's for real. Like that's it that's is. Jesus talk right there, okay? Like <clears throat> not the weed, are, not the weed. Um, you know, but um, you know, where you just kind of feel like it's so crazy and silly sounding, but it's so true. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, it's it's spiritual, and it. 
Yeah. Well, so yeah. So like being around people and don't be afraid to ask those people because those people got there because they asked questions and they put themselves out of the box. So like, you know, um, they, they want people to come to them and say, and, and see people hungry, you know, for like, Hey, you know, how did you start this? Or what did you do for this? You know, they'll, no one's going to be like, what? Like, do your own thing. Back off, fool. You know, like no one's going to be like yeah. weird about it, right? Like, yeah. um, you know, putting yourself out there is important and just kind of speaking your mind and I don't know. You want to give a shout out to your group? Oh, yeah. You should because it's whoop, pretty whoop. awesome. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I, I did, you know, like they're just seriously like. They, they're so, and, and, you know, God put me in this small group. I've told them this before because they're all so like seasoned. I like to tell them in their faith, they've all been to the church for like 14 years. We went around in a circle, you know, in the very beginning, they're like, I've been with the father's house for 13 years, 14 years, 18 years, you know, this and that. And I'm all like, two um, months, two months. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm like, oh, two months. And, um. But you know, he put me there. You know, he does everything intentionally, but he put me there because he knew that I was going to be a hard one to crack and he knew that I was going to have all these questions and questioning it, you know, and like, well, what about this? You know, like I'm going to catch him in something. <laughs> something that's been, you know, centuries of work, you know, Jesus Christ. Yeah. And um, you know, I'm trying to like, you know, oh, I got you there, Jesus. Yeah. How about that, you know? <laughs> How about this question? Um, and you know, they were always so open and like amazing. Such a support group. Again, a parallel with alcoholics, you know, like um so here so speaking of parallels, this just popped into my brain. Um how about the parallel of so you got the faith and then the alcoholic, right? So how about that transition from having people understand your friends, your family, yeah. you know, people that know you, <clears throat> that well, transition period. So like when I quit drinking, it was very hard for um people to understand, I felt like, that why why I did that, who I was who I was like I didn't even know who I was so yeah. how could someone else understand yeah. I don't I didn't expect them to but it was just it was a really really hard mm -hmm. transition period mm -hmm. and so for you I know that's been kind of difficult too in the fact that um you know you're kind of a new person you're kind of reborn that's why yeah. they call it born again right, right. <laughs> um I mean so now not only are you trying to find yourself you're also trying to connect with the the people that you love and the people that you're close to and the yeah. people that have known you for all these years yeah. when, um, you know, you're not necessarily the exact same person. You know what I mean? I mean, you are, but you just have, <laughs> there's just some changes that have gone on and thank, thankfully they're for the positive. Yeah. But it's also, it's hard, it's hard to deal with that, you know? Well, let me just finish my first thought sure. of, um, you know, it's important to have a support group. And like a legitimate support group where you know that morning, noon, or night, you can text, call them, whatever you have to do and say, hey, I'm feeling weird about this right now. You know what I mean? Like, um, you know, alcoholic, faith, whatever the heck you're going through, whatever transition you're in, it's so important to, you know, um, have a group of people that you can turn to that have been there, done that you know, and they have something to rebuttal and something to come right back at you right away. And, you know, um, that's important. And that played a lot into the transition that I made. And I remember laying in bed with Shane one night and just bawling and crying, like, because I didn't understand how life could be so amazing, you know, with Jesus in it. Um, and that like I never knew it before and I and now I know it and like why all these 34 years was I suffering for so long you know and like and and how come now I'm I'm transitioning into this and and you know um I don't know it's just such a trip and and you know how do I be how am I going to be around this person and that person and and how am I supposed to act with this when I want this you know it was such a trip and Shane's like that everything you're saying is exactly what I went through when I got sober, you know, like, um, there were certain people that like, it was hard to be around, you know, there were, um, certain things that I couldn't do anymore or, you know, didn't feel comfortable or didn't really want to do. Um, 
you know, like uh, there was a different group of people that, you know, you, you became friends with or whatever, you know. I mean, um, there was another thing that I listened to on K-Love today. And um, every once in a while, that's a, um, like a worship station or whatever. And um, they said that, you know, you don't, you don't push people out of your life. You know, you might have to do like a little less of them, you know, or, or, or it or whatever it is. Um, but you know, you don't ever like push anyone out of your life. And, and one of the girls in my, in my, um, small group who's been like a mentor to me, she's been awesome. Um, she also told me like, you know, he, God would never do that. He would never separate you, you know, from, um, from, from people that you love and, you know, that you've been with and, and stuff. He would never do that. You know, that's, that's the work of something else. And, um, I don't know, that's, that's like completely off the subject. It's all right. We can talk about whatever we want. It's our show. <laughs> um. Anyway. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. That transition. It was very hard, and it was hard for me even because I didn't understand or recognize myself. Um. So that scared me because I'm also very like cautious and you know what's what's happening. What's happening to me? Oh, the walls yeah. are closing in on me. I didn't know what was going on, and um. But I knew you know, and Shane kept reminding me, you know, you're you're not taking heroin you know what i'm saying like you're 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 you have jesus in your life you know this is good it's a good positive thing you know and um and it was you know and that's all i needed like that's all i needed so if there's someone listening out there right now that's suffering from depression that is experiencing some of the same symptoms uh maybe that you described early on um you know, first and foremost, let's say that there, there's a lot of different avenues of help out there. Um, and, and you can start uh, even at sobernation.com. There's a lot of different resources there. Um, there's all kinds of stuff all over the internet. Uh, there's that sober guy podcast you can reach out to. There's many different avenues, but from your experience, from your perspective, um, to someone listening, what would you tell them out there right now? Um, reach out, you know, reach out, even though it's so hard and like, you don't even know how, you don't even know how to pick up a phone. You don't even know how to dial the number. Like you don't even know a counselor's phone number. What? A counselor? Like, how am I even supposed to find a counselor right now? You know, I get that. Like I get it. Um, you know, but reach out to someone, anyone, even if it's Shane on the email, even if it's me, you know, like, if you have no one, just right now, just type in, <laughs> send an email, you know, like, I need help. Like, that's it. I get that. Like, I get what that means. You know, like, it. you know, it's important to reach out and just communicate. Yeah, mm -hmm. <clears throat> it is. And even if, like I said, just help me, whatever, you know. Um, and then if you get to that point, I would suggest counseling because, um, it's huge, you know, it's huge in a lot of aspects of life. Shane and I did it for marriage counseling. That was amazing. We want to start it up again, but counseling, you know, was really good. Um, another thing that I have to give, you know, recognition to is, you know, I hate to say it, but the medication, you know, it was really, really hard for me to finally give in and say yes to the medication. That was like a really big struggle for me. Um, and when I started taking it, it was really, really hard. Probably like the first week or two. It was, you know, made a lot of symptoms worse. But <clears throat> it really, really helped take the edge off. And, um, you know, it did what it was supposed to do and just know that, you know, you don't have to be on it forever. You know, um, it was something for me that opened my, it was, I was able to consider things again, you know, and, um, think straight again, you know, and get up, you know, <laughs> and, um, you know, I just, I know that I don't have to take it forever. And sometimes it's just what you need to just get you into whatever you really need, you know, like for me, it, it really opened my mind and, and helped me out a lot. So, you know, don't ever, don't push it aside, you know, because of all of the, you know, taboo things about it or whatever, just do consider medication. 
And um, first and foremost, you know, get some Jesus in your life because he he's the one. Like, he's the one that will give you peace and he's the one that will protect you and calm you and um, bless you and love you. And he is the man with the plan. Thank you for sharing your story tonight. Seriously. Um, I know it's not an easy thing. It's been a long time coming. I'm really glad that you were able to get it out in the open tonight. I think you're going to have a a pretty big feeling of relief. And, and I mean that in the sense that even if there was nobody listening to this at all, and you were just able to just communicate that and just get it out in the open, I think you would feel the, the, the same. You know what I mean? I feel like I didn't do a very good job at communicating it. I, I, feel I like think you I did a great job. I didn't do justice to Jesus. <laughs> I think you did a, I think to, you did a great job. I just, you know, I mean, and here's the thing too. Like I'm not like this like professional, like whatever. Like I don't even know what I'm talking about. I just know what he did for me and it was truly I know. Amazing it and life changing. And so I recommend a little dose of Jesus. Well, thank you. Check out That Sober Guy meetings. Go to thatsoberguy.com. Click on the live meetings tab once again. Sunday mornings, 8 o'clock a.m. Pacific time. You can donate to the show. Click the donate button. All donations go back into the operation to bring you the best recovery content. Thank you so much for listening, your support of the show. And always, please, I ask, leave us a five-star rating and a great review on iTunes. The Jess, thanks again for joining us today. I love you more than anything in this world. Mm, I love you too. If you have any questions, comments, you want to ask Jess a question, you want to give any feedback of the show, hit us up, sobriety at thatsoberguy.com or leave us a voicemail on thatsoberguy.com. Peace, love, respect, keep your blood clean. This has been another episode of That Sober Guy Podcast. For more information, visit www.thatsoberguy.com. Contact Shane at sobriety at thatsoberguy.com. And leave us a five-star rating on iTunes. Peace, love, respect. Keep your blood clean.